All right, on this week's episode of Nerding Daily, we're going to talk about Utopia 2020 on Amazon Prime, the US version, not the UK version. Probably watch that after this. It's got uh, John Cusack, uh, Rain Wilson, uh, stellar cast. Everybody's acting in this. was phenomenal. Great show. If you haven't seen it, maybe pause this, go watch it, and then uh, come back and we'll talk. Um, so yeah, this this show is going to be full of spoilers, so you're definitely going to want to stop now. I really liked it. I really liked the the spin. I liked the, the mystery. It, it wasn't so much mystery that you're like angry with each episode. They have enough reveal for you to stay interested. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. The The writing, the acting, the pace of the show, the music, great soundtrack. It's definitely one worth watching. So it starts off with a young couple who I think... It's the granddaughter inherits this house from her deceased grandfather, and they're all excited. And I think they're engaged. I'm not sure if they're married or not, but it's a, it's Olivia, and I think his name is Ethan. They're just going through the house, and Ethan discovers these really like insane-looking comic pages and thinks these might be worth something. So he starts thumbing around on his phone, and he discovers, yeah, they are worth something. And there's a uh, comic festival coming up, and they decide to host a private auction or a silent auction at this festival and they do that and then there's all these fanboys slash comic book geeks that are really into it and they have like their own chat group where they just nerd out about it and they this one particular group decides to make a pilgrimage to i think it's called fringe con and they go there and they actually uh decide to all bid on it and they decided on the amount of 500 dollars they're gonna try to freeze the bid so that they could uh, outbid it. And one by one, each of them gets to go in and see the Utopia. They're, the reason there is a cult following is they're actually a predecessor to the comic that is found in the grandfather's house. So the predecessor to Utopia, and this makes sense, is Dystopia. And they're fans of that. And supposedly the Dystopia, the reason it has such a cult following is that there are hidden messages in the comic and their, their messages are real. And the messages have to do with actual viruses and, and epidemics that actually are real and that break out in different areas in the world. And, and there's this whole character, well, there's a, quite a few characters that represent certain things. And what dystopia is actually about is a little girl named Jessica Hyde and her science dad who uh, they're kidnapped and uh, they're kidnapped by a villain by name Mr. Rabbit and his like henchman, the um, the harvest. And they Mr. Rabbit uses Jessica to force her dad, the scientist, we'll call him, to make viruses, like bad ones. And he's like really talented at it, apparently. Well, they're saved by this, um, this like amazing, powerful superhero lady named Artemis. And she breaks them out and saves them. But they're always being chased by the henchmen. And the cult following thinks that it's real to a point. Not necessarily that the characters are real, but like the events that the hidden messages within the pages are real. And they, they kind of go over that in the first. I mean, they really do a good job of explaining that in the first episode. Better than I did. So all these people get to see the uh, different pages of the Utopia and there's quite a few characters, um, and they're, they're all pretty likable. There's, like, Sam, who's, like, leader of, of the chat group. And Sam, I've seen her in, uh, I think it's called Happy Death Day. And she's played by uh, Jessica Roth. That, her movie's pretty good. And then there's a guy named 
and him and Becky kind of have a relationship and um, they've got a nice dynamic that, that builds just at the perfect pace. And then there's my favorite, which is Wilson Wilson. He's a funny guy. He's paranoid geek, does background checks on people. He's always super cautious, uh, real fun character, brings a lot to the show. Actually, it's really what grabbed my interest. And then there's Grant, who you're not introduced to right away, but he he's a great actor. Nice little little twist, even at the beginning. Let's see, am I missing anybody? I think that's it for the, the core group of nerds. And then, so they go to the private auction. They're outbidded by this guy. They offer, they find, they try to figure out who the highest bid it is. And they're not allowed to see the list. And Olivia and Ethan are like, oh yeah, it's like six, it's five grand or something. And they try to outbid him by six grand. And they don't even have the money. But some dude walks in, he offers like $20,000. And then it's gone. And they, they're just partying and everything. And then there's this like strange pair of, uh, of characters. They're, they're complete oddballs. They show up late. Grant also shows up late and i think grant's first yeah grant's first to show up late and he goes up to the penthouse because the the girl feels sorry for him because he's just a kid he's like i just want to see it and she tells him she gives him a card and he's he's like how do i get up here you know how am i gonna do this and he he finds a way to do it which is very clever and he actually ends up breaking into this dude's room and retrieving the comic but not before um these two oddball characters arby and his brother i guess and i'm not sure uh what his name is it was something odd but anyway um arby is like a cold-blooded killer man and he just totally just takes out anyone a who's seen utopia and he's gonna take out anyone on the list and i mean he's just professional well he makes his way up to the penthouse and he's interrogating the uh the guy who dropped twenty thousand dollars for it in the penthouse and grant's witnessing this and grant makes a run for it of course these two guys see him leave and they know he's a kid they chase after him but they lose him but they know that they gotta mean they gotta take control of the hotel first because there's just too many people there that are a liability that have seen it so they kill everyone on this list that they can but they don't find the core group which is sam ian and becky and grant and wilson because they weren't staying in a room there everyone else was and it's really interesting how they they do background checks on people and they look for someone who has mental illness and then they just like peg it on that poor guy um which is kind of messed up um but so not long after those guys bolt this chick shows up and she shows up to the room where the auction was she was obviously late i think the door's open and she walks in and there's what they've done is they've killed everyone in the room but made it look like it was all a bunch of people with a heroin overdose for some reason they all have needles sticking out of their arms and olivia is still alive and this girl comes in and she starts asking her where utopia is where utopia is and uh she is dying she's like please help poison she's like trying to tell this person i'm, I'm dying and she whispers the words why and then you just hear i think the character is played by sasha lane which i've only seen in one other movie with shia labeouf and it was really weird she was good in it she says because i'm jessica hyde so jessica is real which is crazy right off the bat so it makes it kind of exciting so jessica then runs up to um the penthouse because she's some i guess she gets that out of the lady as she's dying and she finds out that she's too late there's people dead there already but she finds grant's name tag so she knows a name at least she cleverly cons like a security guard to actually help her see who went into the room by saying that her boyfriend was cheating on her or whatever uh and it works and she finds out that it's a little boy she's looking for meanwhile uh wilson wilson is actually decided to go ahead and take 
the crew, his group of friends, to his place, and he's got this pretty cool bomb shelter. And they hang out there, and they're 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 talking about dystopia, and his you can see his little mind web of connections because he's got a board where he's got all the different um, links and ideas to the comic. Of course, they talk about it, and then they find um I think it's Ian that takes a picture of it. Yeah, and they're like all freaked out that he took a picture, so they're all geeking out over it. So they print it out and they look at the this page and they already find messages in there and i think the message that they find in that page is this is our undoing and then they see like hints or an image of a new virus so they're kind of freaking out and and the reason they're freaking out is they think that they can actually stop it they're not excited about the virus itself but they're like maybe we can actually make a difference uh meanwhile john kuzak's character uh he plays Kevin Christie and this guy's a pharmaceutical owner and you know he's he's like Mr. like environmental he's riding a bike to work um he's being interviewed about his food his new food substitute called Simpro and of course it's being greeted with skepticism and he's being accused of being behind the spread of this like flu that only attacks children because it so happens that wherever his his new like I think it's a vegan protein it's like a synthetic protein but wherever it is flu just appears so he He's being kind of hassled about it. Meanwhile, uh, Grant is on the run from these uh, these two henchmen, and they're looking for him and the missing guests on the uh, auction list. And they, I don't know how they find Wilson Wilson's house because he's pretty careful, but I guess he's not careful enough. But they end up finding his his place. His friends went out for coffee. I guess they were up all night, so they go out for coffee and they they leave his freaking hatch door open. Poor guy's down there, and they don't even close the hatch. But uh, these two these two jokers uh, show up posing as gas men. They go into his house and they kill like his whole family. And then they finally find him down in the hatch. They torture him. They like pour crap in his eye. <laughs> like they pour, they like set down some bleach, some salt. No, no, it's salt, bleach, and then a spoon. And you're thinking, what, what are they gonna make? Oh, they pour it in his eye. Like, and they ask him questions, and he doesn't know where it is. And the the dude holds up, man. I mean, but he doesn't really know. <laughs> So they they just keep going and they pluck his eye out with a spoon. It's so gross. So bad for him. And then he's basically, they don't know what to do with him. I don't know if they're going to kill him or what. But Arby goes upstairs to look for someone, I guess, someone else. Or to see where his friends are. He's hiding out up there. And they leave the brother, who I don't know his name. Sorry about that. Great actor. Downstairs. And he's like, I guess, like taunting Wilson. And I think he's going to kill him when Wilson gets free. And he like grabs a gun. And he's like, you know, his eyes are all watery. He's going to shoot him. But he he can't see him. And then before you know it, someone else kills him. And of course, it's Jessica Hyde. And then now she's threatening him and torturing him. (laughs) Trying to get out of him what she needs. And he can't believe it's Jessica Hyde. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he's like filled with mixed emotions because he just lost an eye and he's meeting like someone who he didn't think was real from a comic book or turns out to be real they i guess take a car at the same time his friends are walking back and they're like honking at he's honking at his friends and he's like get in the car this is jessica freaking hide get in the car and then they go to the safe house meanwhile rain wilson's character he plays dr mike as i call him which is just I mean, I think it's Michael Stearns, Dr. Michael Stearns, but I just call him Dr. Mike and I'll call him Dr. Mike through this whole thing. But he's like a, it's like a failing virologist who like won one award way back when, I guess. Now he's kind of like having a hard time getting supplies. Like 
he actually fills out this form and they want to know his reason for the material and it it says it's pretty funny he says so i can do science (laughs) but uh he's being basically informed that he's practically useless but meanwhile there's this you know virus spreading through the school system and his wife's watching and i think her name's colleen um she's watching and she notices like there's this very distinctive rash that they are getting and it's in a t-shape on their face and she sees this she runs to get michael to see if it if he thinks it's his and sure enough this is his rash that he uh was awarded for curing like why in peru i guess he made the the vaccine or something (laughs) meanwhile um we see kevin christie at home and he's like cooking he's got this ginormous family i guess he adopted a bunch of kids it's really weird like he's cooking this like big dinner and he sits down with them and then he asks like each one of them what did they do to earn their place in this world today which is really weird it feels very cult-like you just get kind of weirded out by that scene just a little and then the group's like doubting if she is really jessica or just like a crazed fan they're not really sure and she's like trying to get them to to get a hold of grant she just really needs to find utopia and then of course grant's on the run you know and he's looking i think he finds a house with berries and he's eating berries and he gets confronted by a girl named alice which i think is funny because alice in wonderland mr you know mr rabbit all that but anyway alice is like come on in stay with us you know and you know he's eating blackberries or something um then there's ian ian's like freaking out and jessica's like look it's really me here's my mark and ian just doesn't buy it and he's like we need to leave and he's 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 just got with becky he's just met becky i think they kissed once they've had a drink back at the convention he just i think all he cares about at this point i'm not sure that he's even a true believer but he just really just wants to spend time you know with becky and uh, Jessica's like you're not leaving so she puts a gun to his head and Sam who's like the group leader uh, she's like nope we've changed our identities you know I think Sam looks like a goth chick at this point and they burn their phones I mean they're they're pretty in deep I'm kind of rushing through this but um she's she this is nuts she's like she convinces Ian to stay and then out of nowhere Jessica just shoots her in the head like what the heck you're like what just happened and everyone's shocked and she's like we can't have two leaders that, that's her reason <laughs> just like this girl's nuts man so at that point jessica forces uh the group to go to olivia's funeral and i'm not sure on the timeline here that's the only thing that that i can't i couldn't keep up with is like i don't know if this is a couple days three days i mean it happened fast and they get there and they're looking they're like scoping out the scene and they're trying to find like a chatty family member that'll you know tell give them some information and sure enough they find one and she tells them that the book was a gift from a mental patient her grandfather worked at this uh, uh sane asylum and it was like art therapy and he probably has more there at this point like the two creepiest twins i've ever seen like emerge from the bushes i mean terminator if you make another movie like if you guys make james cameron i think is who makes that i'm not sure if you guys make another movie um do twins because that was freaky uh and these guys are like trying to interrogate wilson and ian and they're threatening them um becky <laughs> she uh she she uh cons the chatty lady to give her the address to olivia's grandfather's house and then on their way back they're they're like happy because they've you know they've basically made a pretty decent score and they've got like coffee and everything and then they see ian and and wilson being attacked by these guys and jessica has to take him down and then of course they head to the house to search and i think they find additional pages but i think they're what they're really looking for is another copy of utopia but they find additional pages that to verify who the author was there's like this one page and then there's a picture of everyone in the same asylum and they they, re- they get that and while they're there becky reveals to ian that she's dying of this disease and it's, it seems to be like 
like a horrible disease where she just seizes up and then she doesn't know how long she has so Ian's like a little bit heartbroken at that moment and then um they find an article that the same asylum burned down and Jessica's dad didn't survive so Jessica has like this breakdown meanwhile Grant is basically at Alice's house and he shows Utopia to Alice and then um we learn a little more about Artemis and then Grant asks uh, Alice about this specific building in the book. And Alice is like, yeah, I know where that is. Meanwhile, the the sim meet is now being investigated by uh, the FDA for suspicion of the flu. It's like enough media attention has been done to where the FDA is like, well, maybe there is something to this. And then again, Jessica, I guess she, she earlier she made the group reach out to Grant and then told them that they were going to have to check back later. And Grant actually leaves his friends a message. Grants were also ready to meet his friends. And then Dr. Mike had sent out a request, I guess, for the sample of this virus to confirm it is his. And he looks at it or it ends up someone sends it to him. I'm not sure exactly how that works, but it ends up being his virus. And he's super excited because that means they have the vaccine. He ends up meeting with Kevin Christie, but he doesn't fall in line. He doesn't doesn't want them to jump and use the vaccine right away. Because even though it did well in Peru, Michael refuses to sign off on it because he doesn't feel it's safe yet. He wants more testing to be done because he feels like there might be risks um, in the population is size of America. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure how that works. And then um, Ian and Jessica decide that it's time to go see if they can find Artemis. Which is a really weird way that they do it. I mean, she has this rhyme that's supposed to be where Artemis is all the time, which is pretty pretty interesting, but um, kind of weird too. Apparently, Artemis is the one who saved, who's a real person who actually saved her and her dad from home, what they call home, which is where Mr. Rabbit was um, keeping them hostage and where he was forcing scientists' father to make these horrible diseases. And Artemis is the one that helped train Jessica and t- taught her how to fight. And then um, Becky and Wilson are trying to figure out Grant's code. Like he leaves them this code on their like dystopia chat room and it took them a little bit to do it. And then they finally figure it out, but they don't have very much time to, to get there, but they get caught in traffic, of course. And of course, Becky has to run, find him just in time too, because he's under the age of 14 and the police were like ready to take him in. So um, Becky pretended that she was, he was her son, which was a nice play. And then uh, Jessica and Ian find her Artemis and they confront her about Jessica. Jessica's dad being dead and she ends up like man she ends up basically telling them that he created a virus so bad he lost his mind and she had to put him in the same asylum and that just sets Jessica off I mean her she is not happy and then Artemis basically tells her that she let Mr. Rabbit kill her dad so Jessica gets pissed and she's basically fighting Artemis Ian's trying to save her but he's no match for Jessica (laughs) and Jessica basically strangles her and as he as she's strangling her she tells him she tells him find home and when you do burn it to the effing ground and then where does thing happen so she kills her and i don't know how she sees these but like she sees something under artemis fingernails i'm not sure how uh she then proceeds to tear them off which is not easy to watch there's these numbers there and she writes them down and then they bury her and then arby who is the cold killer he meets up with kevin christie and we learn that he's that he's actually working for him which automatically makes me think this is mr rabbit you know at first you know and then you think oh well rb must be harvest uh meanwhile back at the house uh grant and jessica struggle over utopia uh then dr mike he decides since kevin christie's kind of pissed at him <laughs> so he's like i don't want anything to do with you 
and um, Dr. Mike's like, well, I'm going to go to the one of the epicenters of this virus. So I think he heads down to St. Louis to one of the isolation camps. And he's trying to get in there. And he runs into a group who are being told they can't see their families for 48 hours, which is, I guess, to Dr. Mike's surprise, that's a little too fast. They shouldn't be releasing them that soon. And then there's all these like weird clues throughout this whole thing, by the way. Um, just odd things you got to want to pay attention to because it all goes somewhere. And then meanwhile, uh, Dr. Christie's son, his name's Thomas Christie, who works with Kevin Christie. It's like his only non-adopted son. They're in a, like a board meeting and it's strictly on Utopia. So that's when you're like, oh yeah, okay. So Christie's got to be Mr. Rabbit. You just know it. And he wants to know where Jessica is and they brainstorm like this whole plan on them and how they're going to devise this plan and then they're going to have they're going to manipulate the doctor in their favor this plan actually involves a way of framing grant because they can't find him because he doesn't use credit cards doesn't he's a kid so he doesn't have a cell phone so they can't find him it's impossible to trace and it's so weird the group then recites like the same phrase what have you done today to earn your place in this very crowded world so they come up with this like crazy plan where they're going to use some kid to like shoot up a public school or something or or a park and then um that'll get him wanted and then everyone will be after him rather than just doing like a missing kid but one of the group members i think her name's kara has like a kind of a problem with it and she like says no there's a line you can't do this and they're like well no this is for the greater good so there's like this weird like it's almost like a religion or something i don't know like it's very strange and then back at the safe house jessica meets grant and they kind of don't hit it off right away like grant doesn't trust her even though he sees her cool scars um he's like nah, i don't know you and she wants utopia and they end up having this chase but finally she ends up asking him for help and she says something kind of cool how she tells him how he's like the kid that found all the answers when jessica's the one that had all the questions i don't remember how exactly she phrased it but it was pretty cool and then then they're analyzing utopia and ian notices the numbers on the clock are the same numbers on artemis fingernails and they figure out it's a phone number to someone at like homeland um and of course they call it like dum-dums and then like basically harvest knows where they are so they've got to burn down the house and leave sam's body in a field to be found um still sad that they killed sam she seemed like she'd be a really cool addition to the to the um the group later Kara meets with Kevin Christie about his son and 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 Kevin's talking about Thomas decision and seeing where she's at and he reassures her that everything is going to be okay and even holds her baby and calls you know seems real sweet with the kid which later feels really disturbing and then uh there's Dr. Mike back at um St. Louis he's in the crowd again trying to get in and he meets this guy named Dale and Dale's daughter's infected and they're trying to get Thomas Christie's attention but he just basically ignores him and then the group decides that they need to split up and I thought for sure Jessica was going to meet with home the homeland agent but no it ends up being Ian and Becky which is really weird it's at this old Toys R Us and then they end up denying Jessica I just kind of felt like a like a real pointless scene to be honest but you do get some information like she does say how homeland after 9-11 the u.s decided to stockpile viruses as weapons instead of like nuclear nuclear weapons and such and that um the scientist jessica's dad was really talented at at it but then there was someone who was uh in the group who was like a turncoat started selling some of the viruses um, behind their back and they called him mr rabbit and how he's behind sars and i guess they caught him in china 
And what they did is they carved the symbol in Chinese or character on him. And then they let all the agencies know, oh, yeah, this is who you're looking for. And it was like a game. It's like they set him free. And now he basically lives his life on the run. But he's pretty much been trying to kill anyone who might know his identity ever since. And uh, they ask her where Homeland is and um, where home is. And she says where the heart is. It's really weird. I don't know. It was just kind of like. A little cheesy but uh after the meeting they uh they get back together and then they head to chicago they uh asked jessica about where she grew up and where she lived and she was just talking about giant presents and how she was not how she lived in this big yellow house and she was not allowed to go near their presence and mr rabbit would bring her cookies every tuesday or this guy would bring her cookies every tuesday and then they realized that was mr rabbit you probably know who he is and uh the group discovers if they don't have the whole utopia manuscript there's like something missing and of course grant's like yeah because he left it with alice uh meanwhile dr mike and his new friend dale are finally allowed into the quarantine camp um well dr mike is and then he uh calls uh, i guess he's a doctor too dr dale his colleague and they go in and then arby arby goes and picks a young boy from some weird school and they give him special gloves with like grant's fingerprints that they collected and 3d printed i guess from a crime scene which was great foresight to take the kids prints. I wouldn't have that. Uh, and then um, they give the kid an assault we- weapon and then they walk him into this house and he doesn't, I don't know why he has the assault weapon because maybe just to put the prints on it, but they have this kid touch everything in that house. And then Arby comes in through the back door and he picks up the assault weapon and tells the kid to go outside. And then he goes through the house and just starts killing people and turns out to be Kara's house who was doubting them, you know, and she was starting to grow spine. So he kills everyone, but he has this moment where he's about to kill this kid. And there's this kid eating raisins and i guess it reminds him of himself i'm not sure but he's having like these starting to see these doubts in this cold blood killer it's really interesting uh character development uh meanwhile dale and his dale is eating in this tent and he's got like two daughters very strange scene there's like this fancy dinner and then all of a sudden you realize because i think they start saying the phrase that we hear what did you do during your place in the world and there's one twin who's supposed to be a martyr and then i forget what the other what they call the other twin and christy comes and uh, visits them as they're eating and he instead of picking the martyr he picks the other girl that was supposed to survive and gives her this like infected communion wafer which is kind of scary and then oh yeah and then after, not long after that becky she has one of her attacks and dr mike uh in well he has maybe i'm skipping it no she has one of her attacks and 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 uh ian has to hold her and he sees the extent of this attack and then going back to dale's daughters dr mike finally is introduced to dale's daughter and here she is sick and he doesn't know that she's a twin at all and he um starts tries to test out his vaccine on her and of course it doesn't work but he he doesn't know that it, she ends up dying so they end up hauling her away and then bringing in the healthy twin and of course she isn't affected at all and he analyzes her blood and there's like no um sign of this virus at all which is strange because you would think he would look for antibodies and do an antibody test and he didn't do it and then Doc dale is not handling the death i think her name's charlotte one's charlotte and one's lily charlotte was supposed to stay alive and lily was supposed to be the martyr but dr christie kind of switched in on them for whatever reason and dale's not taking it very well he's actually very upset and she and lily's kind of you know tell him hey look you need to like suck it up buddy uh dr mike thinks it worked so he's all excited and he's announcing it to the public and then the fda comes to the site and uh the fda wants to do more tests and they thank him for his work but 
but he's like, no, you gotta, you gotta do this. There's no time to follow proper protocol. It works. We need to push this forward. And then gets this mob. And then Dr. Christie shows up and even more so pushes this mob call and demand for this vaccine. I mean, they're on their knees begging. And then uh, Thomas Christie shows up and he's, he's there with his dad for support. And then I don't know if he gives him a look or what, but Thomas Christie gets on the phone and he puts a call out for like this order for like 2427, which is, I don't know if it's 24 hours to incubate and then 72 to kill. I don't know, <laughs> but um, it's to be shipped. And then um, of course, Christie's there to support Dr. Mike and he demonizes the FDA because um, they were at his facility the week before, you know, demonizing him. And meanwhile, Grant's now wanted for murder and it's all on t- all over TV, killing Kara's family and wilson loses it because then he finds out that um jessica lied about his family being dead and then he starts uh, interrogating becky because nothing happened to her family ian's family's like in critical condition so they're like trying to draw them out in all these different ways by going after their families jessica's got telling them you got to shut it off or you're all gonna end up dead and then grant takes jessica off to find the missing utopia page to alice's house all the while alice and her mom of course see grant on the news and they call the authorities and the authorities are like blaming them how did you take this child in where did you get this gun how dare you you know and then the cop walks in and arby just shoots this dude and then shoots the cops and then um, starts asking where Utopia is. And Alice says, I'll go get it. He ends up shooting like Alice's mom. And I think he's going to shoot Alice. But instead he makes her a PB&J sandwich. <laughs> Eats it. And then he looks at Utopia. And whatever he sees completely changes his mind. It's very weird. There's this like, it's like a 180 uh, personality change. It's very strange. So Jessica and Grant get there and they see the death. You know, they're like, oh, these guys are dead. There's mayhem. And her, Jessica and Arby have like this fight and he's like honored to meet her and i mean they're matched i mean they're just as good as one or the other and then they even have the same gun and then he tells her that he's supposed to take her home her and utopia home but he doesn't want to do it anymore and then he tells her when you read utopia make sure you eat before you you eat it because you won't want to after and then he leaves it's, it's just crazy oh and then he says if you need me you can find me at home and then meanwhile there's like this truck it's filled with rabbits and it has the 2472 number on it and there's a bunch of guy in hazmat suits like loading it and then they it drives off and then uh jessica and grant head back to the head back to the safe house with alice and alice is pretty upset and um, they're doing their best to try to make out make sense of the story jessica has like this memory about the presence and how there were these other kids and how she was special and she was protected how her dad gave her something to protect her and in the story they see that she was hurt by them and she was gassed and that there was this fairy godmother or and it was trying to make her remember by taking her blanket and telling her to follow the monster home very strange and then uh meanwhile the surviving twin charlotte or no lily um she's she's released and she's becoming like this advocate for the vaccine she's speaking out too much and it's pissing off um her handler her wannabe dad dale she's getting chastised by him not to do it he says you're just supposed to be the face not the voice and then dr mike visits her at her home and let she lets him in and he can't let him in and dr mike's getting really suspicious he's like how long have you lived in this house there's like no pictures there's no utensils he's like this is weird and um uh dr dale calls uh christy's like you gotta get this guy out of here he's getting too suspicious so they end up calling him for a meeting they want to meet the next 
day, but end up canceling it, um, even though it causes him, that phone call causes him to go all the way home. Meanwhile, Wilson makes the discovery that the picture of the rabbit, that there's this picture of a rabbit with a bat riding the, uh, the llama is actually the proving flag and the wings are of a bat. This one's really interesting because they do mention uh, COVID and I'm sure this was filmed before that. And the rabbit actually symbolizes the COVID Peruvian flu. Um, that they And now they think Dr. Mike is Mr. Rabbit. So they're, they're, they get the idea that they're going to have to go and like confront him. In between that, Arby goes and confronts Christy because he looked at Utopia and he wasn't supposed to. And um, Christy's really disappointed and tries to reassure him that he's on the right track and forgives him for it. Uh, Dale, who's the fake father to Lily, he's working hard um, to make the house look lived in for some reason. And then as soon as he's done, like jumping on the couch and spilling <laughs> stains and putting uh, utensils in and plates away, he slaps a sticker on the wall, um, which is this got this rabbit on it. And it says nature helps nurture kids. And then um, he walks to work and then or we think he's walking to work, but he actually walks right in front of a truck and commits suicide, basically. And then Dr. Mike sees this on the news and he can't believe it. And he's watching the interview Lily and he sees that sticker A is on the wall and also that there's all this stuff in this house and he's trying to tell his wife this can't be I was just there they had nothing meanwhile Kevin Christie tells his son you need to get build a whole life for this guy I don't know what's going on they're gonna start digging now you're gonna have to build a whole life and he has this whole team to maintain this story um they have to build this whole life for him in, in like two hours and he has this whole team maintaining the story and they're even taking phone calls and it's kind of it's kind of crazy. It's kind of scary how they do it. And they're successful at it. Um, I mean, they hit all platforms. And then um, they build this like whole storyline about how uh, Dr. Mike and Dr. Dale were colleagues. And he was suicidal because he couldn't save his own daughter himself that Dr. Mike got to it. It was, it was really weird. And Dr. Mike's just not buying it. And Dr. Mike won't even let it go. And his wife keeps trying to reassure him he's crazy. And then he starts to figure out, because of the sticker, how the virus is actually being spread. He, he no longer thinks it's being spread from, well, Simpro. If he figures out it's being spread through the rabbits at this petting zoo, and that there's this petting zoo tour, and it's been to all the same towns where there's been infected. He explains to his wife that he's going to go to the media with this, and she knocks him out. Uh, meanwhile, Lily is basking in media attention. She just loves it. She loves this new life. Oh, I think maybe that's later. I'm not sure, but we'll come back to that. But uh, Arby gets down there somehow. I think uh, Dr. Christie sends him, or Kevin Christie sends him. Meanwhile, at a new safe house, Jessica tells Alice that she can never go home. And she grabs her by her hair and humiliates her and handcuffs her to her bed. Grant brings Alice to read the comic. Uh, she makes Grant cut her hair so Jessica will never grab it again. Alice also discovers uh, and there's images on the side of the, the comic, but um, they, don't, they don't put that together quite yet. They, I think it's Wilson that discovers Dr. Mike's picture is in the same picture as Jessica's dad at the same asylum. So now they are absolutely convinced that this that Dr. Mike is Mr. Rabbit and they figure it's like the ultimate like exit exit interview and then right at that scene, Becky has this like really bad attack and seizes up and we think she's dead. Jessica cuts her throat and sticks this like it's like a very crude tracheotomy um horrible funnel in there oh it's just so gross everyone freaks out but she ends up coming back to life and then Jessica is like trying to be a better leader and just gives her a scarf and pats her on the back and tells her good job it's just really weird uh meanwhile Dr. Mike's wife turns out to be a harvest agent she starts blackmailing him she's got this file called 
fun or something i don't know and um she's gonna make him do whatever he wants and she's she's gonna make him whatever she wants she's gonna make him call um the media and read this basically this script which is interrupted by jessica high because she shows up and they strip him down and they're looking for the mark of the rabbit but they're confused because there there isn't one um and then colleen oh my gosh who ended up being like an amazing fighter she fights jessica almost to the death when alice picks up a gun and shoots her kind of torture him a little bit and then they he ends up basically telling them how it's the virus is actually being distributed with the whole rabbits and then they join together to, to take down the rabbits which is really sad but kind of it's a grim scene and then uh christy and his son are planning what to do to um dr mike next and they got like this idea about him being this overly zealous cocky doctor or virologist and that he's gonna be working on his next cure and it ends up killing him they basically make it look like an accident and then lily's just completely out of control and then arby is sent by dr christie after her but he it's really weird they have like this heart to heart and she's loving the world and she tells him that he sits down with her and says oh well i want to be called john and they pretend to keep their purposes and he ends up taking her home but he asks her just just pretend that you're here and you know we'll we'll go from here i guess i don't know it's very strange and she gets a talking to from mr rabbit which ends up being john kuzak i know it's really weird but that confirmed it for me at least maybe not uh meanwhile dr mike and the gang um they're taking one of the affected rabbits to see if the vaccine will work on it and it doesn't work and jessica gets bit i wasn't sure if it was distributed that way or not and you don't really find out for a while but they they do figure out that christy is mr rabbit and that the blue fairy is the homeland agent and um they go to her house and she's like yeah i knew your father worked with him and she shows jessica this blanket and it's got like stars on it and stuff and they try to convince her that christy is mr rabbit but she, she just isn't buying it she just needs more evidence and they don't have any after that they've kind of brainwashed Lily back into being like a pro vaccine propaganda tool. And then um doc back at Dr. Mike's house, um they're about to leave when the doorbell rings and the weirdest thing happens. Like um Jessica slowly opens the door and then they see this man. He's completely duct taped from head to toe and it's nothing other than Christy, aka Mr. Rabbit. So they're like crap. So they interrogate him and he gives them the whole spiel. They use tent twins to sucker Dr. Mike. He doesn't hold anything back. It's a classic villain confession thing. Jessica then cuts the back of his shirt and finds the the symbol, the Chinese symbol that they carved in him for Mr. Rabbit. And then he basically tells him how Becky got sick too. Like he's responsible for that. And that's why she has what she has. It's really really kind of jacked up and he basically tells his whole plot they discover as this is going on they then discover that all the pieces of the books when they're put in a circle like the the spine of the books all have little pictures on them when you put them in a circle it kind of looks like a snowflake but it's actually the worst virus and this virus is going to be put in the new vaccine and he says the genius behind this virus is it doesn't kill but uh, they're like, well, if it doesn't kill, then what's the point? And he says it does something better. And it takes forever for them to draw it out. But what it does, it actually just stops human reproduction for 30 years. So basically, it's almost like, and it's almost similar reasons to what Thanos has with the overpopulation and blah, blah, blah. Which, you know, I don't understand that with Thanos because people are just going to different planets. But, oh, well. I mean, that's what we could do. We could spread out. But uh, Thomas uh, deploys a team to retrieve his father because he knows this, he's gone. So he's, like, freaking out, running through the, uh, the pharmaceutical lab. And he's like, yep, 
uh, we need to rescue my father. And uh, he, the only thing he really says is just bring Jessica back alive. Um, but man, Arby just kills off this team of assassins. And Jessica even looks out the window on point and Arby just waves at her. Um, Jessica then asks uh, Kevin Christie about the scar. She has her star-shaped one. And he says it's an inoculation scar, a gift from your father. He keeps saying that. And he keeps telling her how she belongs to him. And then the team decides they need to go destroy the vaccine. Why Wilson stays behind to get a confession from Mr. Rabbit on tape, but not before the team, before the team leaves, they decide to cut off one of his thumbs so they can get into the facility. And he, he, he suggests it. I don't understand why he actually ends up helping them. And I'm like, okay, is this a trap? You know, I mean, it's very weird. He's very um, easygoing for a villain. And he does a fantastic job, by the way, as Mr. Rabbit. See, and then now Jessica's actually starting to show signs of being sick. And I think people are, I don't think it's her that catches on, or the rest of the team that's catching on, but Arby knows. Um, Arby sees it. So they kind of, she's got the, we can see it because she's got the T-shaped rash. Um, Dr. Mike and um, the rest of the team go to the to the lab and they find that there's so many i mean it's like a giant costco sized warehouse full of this vaccine and it's almost defeating i don't know how they're going to destroy it but they end up finally doing it and then they end up setting it on fire and then dr mike finds where the mother eggs are and he turns up the heat killing all of them but one he takes with him and then uh the security team is after him and they're having a hard time getting in there and then um, Arby notices that Jessica's sick and he's trying to keep her well and ends up um, driving her home. And then Grant, Grant and Ian and Alice and Becky are all running away. But uh, the police end up catching Grant. Um, but Becky ends up running away. I think she gets away, but Grant's arrested. And then Alice and Ian run away together and they're separated from from uh, Becky and then Jessica and Arby, they finally get to their home and he takes her to her house and she's walking through her old room and she's not feeling good. She's going to pass out and she wakes up and I'm not sure if it's a vision or not at this point, but uh, she's told by the blue fairy, the blue fairy's there, homeland's there, that, that her father gave her the cure and the cure is in her blood. And she explains that she's home not homeland which is really weird she then explains how her how her scientist father stored in her all the most dangerous viruses and i i guess not just the viruses but the cures and how valuable she is and how her father and home uh imagined this utopian world where they could create and i'm not exactly sure what they would create but um or maybe a utopian world would come out of the end all of all these viruses of killing the world off with it um and then in the last scene home goes down some stairs and opens a door where there's this man and he's drawing a comic book another comic book definitely jessica's dad and he's not dead and home tells him i have your daughter and then home tells him i have your daughter meanwhile uh dr mike he's seen driving in his car with this single egg and he's got the heater on and he's got like i don't know it's like wrapped in like i don't know like a scarf and i'm sure he's gonna go and make the vaccine so that they're that he can stop this thing and then um Christy is there and he's trying to turn um, Wilson, um, but Wilson's pretty resilient, we think. I mean, it's very weird. I mean, he's making some good points and they're going back and forth. And Wilson's like pointing a gun at him. He's like, you're going to confess this or else I'm going to shoot you. And, and Christy's like, do it, you know. But then it's weird. We go to the scene where Becky's running and we go to the scene where Becky's running and there's this car and it's Wilson. And Wilson's like, get in. And it's thomas christie and um kevin christie and obviously wilson 
something happened where Wilson turned and maybe he wants to be a part of it. Maybe he agrees with it. I don't know, but he was just angry at this man for killing his whole family. I don't know what's going on with that. It's really upsetting. Cause that's my favorite character. And here he's turned and Becky's like angry at him. And I'm just like, what just happened there? Very odd ending, um, but great series. I really enjoyed it. I hope I didn't miss anything. Oh, I think I did. Uh, the blanket, Jessica's blanket has all the symbols the different symbols of all these viruses well she has all those scars all over her body um pretty unsettling um but a really cool story it's kind of too close to home a little bit and you sometimes wonder okay are they telling me something um but you kind of kind of separate yourself from that but i think that adds to it a little bit I, I really did enjoy it i didn't i wasn't upset by it i wasn't um at all i didn't feel like i had any anxiety watching it i can't wait till the next season uh, i'm really interested in the british version i will watch those hopefully next while i'm waiting for a new season to be released and i'll let you know how i feel about them and i'll compare the two